Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about mindset versus willpower for losing weight because a lot of times what people are doing is they're going straight to use willpower to lose weight and it's not enough. So we're gonna talk about the differences between the two. Once you understand these, I think it's a game changer. Uh, so the difference really is that willpower is something that we can use to get ourselves to do things in terms of how we're thinking about them. But how we're thinking about them is the mindset piece. So when it comes to losing weight, if you th if you think eating healthy is boring, miserable, and you feel deprived, if that's how you think about eating healthy, and then you think you're going to use willpower to fight against that, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so by focusing on the mindset, what we're doing is we're going to the source of how you think about all the different things related to weight loss. We're not just going to assume, okay, I know what I got to do. I just got to do get myself to do it. Right? That's kind of the dieter's mantra, the willpower mantra is, I already know what to do. I had everything right, perfect. I know what to do. I just got to force myself to do it. That's never going to work for you long-term or very rarely. Again, very rarely is that going to work. So what we want to do is we start going to the mindset and start questioning a lot of the things that we've been presupposing and believing this whole time. Because a lot of times what we've been believing is not accurate, it's not true, and it's not helpful in terms of losing weight. So we spend more of our time because understand that willpower takes energy. Willpower is a prefrontal cortex process. It's one of the most energy intensive processes we can do with our brain and we can't keep on using willpower. You know, so metaphorically, it's like thinking about willpower like a muscle in your body. You can't just keep on using it. Eventually it gets exhausted and needs to recover. And willpower is the same way. So if you're going into your weight loss, expecting that you're going to fight against yourself until you lose the weight, that's probably not going to happen. And when you start studying people that have successfully lost weight long-term and, and keep it off, what you very quickly notice is they're not living a life of willpower. And probably the clearest example I can give you of the difference between willpower and mindset is if you are a non-smoker. And if you're a non-smoker, you're not a non-smoker because you're fighting off cravings all day with your willpower. You're a non-smoker primarily because of the way that you think about cigarettes. And the way you think about cigarettes, you either feel indifferent for them or you feel disgusted by them. But what's happening is the way you think about them is affecting the desire or lack of desire that you have for them. And so you don't need a lot of willpower to not smoke cigarettes, okay? Because of the way you think about it. So when we talk about weight loss, when we think about mindset, what we're doing is we're going to the deeper levels of how you think about food, your weight, your health, your lifestyle, all these different aspects. And we begin to change them and we optimize our mindset so that we start to think in a way so that we naturally and automatically do the things we wanna do easily. You hear that? <laughs> Easily. That's what we're optimizing for. Because a lot of dieters are just presupposing and expecting that this whole process is going to suck. It's going to be miserable. I'm going to use willpower to force myself to do this thing I don't want to do. And if that's how we're approaching it, we're making it really difficult. So start to look at the mindset pieces of your weight loss. And we do this. I wish there was just a quick, easy way to do it. It is a process. And it's one where it starts by becoming aware of what you're resisting, what you're fighting against, what you're struggling to get yourself to do, what you're struggling to stop doing, and going into those and questioning it, wondering what's going on here, how do I think about this, and start to question what you believe about weight loss, food, lifestyle, all these factors. And as you begin to question it, I think you naturally start to come up with better beliefs and ideas that support you. But again, the key thing here is we're aiming at making this easy and enjoyable 
<laughs> There's your first mindset challenge. Can you think about weight loss being easy and enjoyable? Can you think about weight loss lasting for the rest of your life? So shifting from weight loss to weight mastery, are you able to even have any paradigm and concept of what that would be like? Probably not. And so instead of taking all your energy and forcing yourself to act differently and fighting against yourself, use that energy to understand yourself and to understand where some of your shortcomings are mindset wise and work on changing those mindset factors so they start to bring you in the direction you wanna go in easily and naturally. Because once you have the right mindset, being thin and healthy is just as easy as being a non-smoker. It's something you just are and it's just how you behave and live all day long. And it doesn't take a lot of willpower. This is the part I try to remind you of because every time you start your diets, it's this intense willpower exercise. And so you now project into, as long as you're gonna keep the weight off, it's always gonna be this will, willpower game. It does not have to be that way because when you change your mindset, you can create this new reality for yourself in a way that feels normal, natural, and almost on autopilot, okay? So start reflecting on your mindset and I hope that helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Let me get to them. Friday. Let's see here. Lorena says, how are you? I am doing great. How's it going, Lorena? In Estonia. Regan. Regan's out here. What's going on? Last day vacation for you. Enjoy it. Uh, all day remodels, removals, and storage. Says, wow, hi. Hello. The weird thing is I start fasting today. I've done a 21-hour fast. Um, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Because fasting, uh, here we go, right? So we'll just start with the fasting. Uh, and, and again, I, the, the, the core rule that I have for my clients is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, okay? And I believe in this so, so deeply. So if you love fasting, you know, and that's really working for you and you look forward to it and you love it and it feels good and, and that's really vibing with you, cool. You, you keep that up. You do that. But if you hate fasting, if it's miserable and you, you're dreading it and you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, probably the biggest mindset shift a dieter could make is that this can be fun and enjoyable. This can be easy. This can be you know something you like doing. And once you start to open yourself to that possibility, it changes everything because subconsciously you're always fighting against it. You know, this goes for all areas of our lives. <laughs> Long live West Side. Uh, what's up, Jody? How's it going? But yeah, all day removals, huh? Yeah. So the, the weird thing is, I start fasting today. I've done a 21 hour fast. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna start fasting today and just see how long you can go? What's, what's the plan with the fast? Um, Lala says, I quit smoking and wanna lose simultaneously. Yeah, that's great, Lala. I think that's good. I'm a fan of, I'm a big fan of like making multiple changes all at once, you know? Now, understanding that sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, okay? Sometimes the changes kind of support each other and sometimes it takes so much effort to change one thing, we're depleted and can't change other things at the same time. So you know, we'll see what happens. But I think the idea of going into it, wanting to make multiple healthy changes at once is great. Uh, smoking, I will tell you this. I think a big reason why people, you know, kind of the, the, the cliche is that people stop smoking and put weight on. And I think sometimes that gets to the emotional piece. Um, I think there's also a mouth habit going on there, you know, of having something in your mouth and doing something with your hands in your mouth. Um, th that That's a piece of it too. But a big piece of it certainly is what you're using cigarettes for. And it's not just the addictive qualities of nicotine. It's that a lot of times we're using cigarettes to relax, to take a break, to calm down, to get away from stresses and just kind of unwind and get away from the bullshit in life. And so when we quit smoking, uh, we want to make sure that we have other ways prepared and ready to go of us being able to kind of notice when you were smoking and notice the most important cigarettes that you smoked during the day. 
and then start to find alternative strategies during those times. So the kind of the cliche here is like, say you work and you take a break at 10 o'clock and two o'clock in the afternoon. Those are your, your favorite breaks of the day. And so if you want to stop smoking, you don't want to go to the same place you took a break because it's going to trigger you to want to smoke, but take that time, you know what I mean? And maybe go somewhere else. Maybe go to a different section of, of, of your break and uh, know you're going to eat an apple there. You're going to drink some water. You're going to read a newspaper. Have some plan kind of ready to go. Identify the smoking times are going to be the hardest and come up with alternative behaviors in those situations. And losing simultaneously, I think that will help you with that as well because if we just go from like, okay, I'm not going to smoke anymore because we're always using smoking for an emotional reason. And so if we can figure out, okay, I've been using this smoke to kind of relax and de-stress myself, understand that you want to have a strategy to relax and de-stress that doesn't include cigarettes and or food. And I think a lot of cigarette smokers fall into the fact that they, okay, I'm not going to de-stress with cigarettes anymore, but I need to de-stress with something, so I'm going to use food. Okay, so again, the easiest way to de-stress, that's one of the main ones, Again, there's a lot of ways, but but is again to to relax, calm down, go for walks. So again, how do you like to de-stress? But have some strategies ready to go. Um, Lorena says, really amazing. Just enjoy two days spa vacation with boyfriend. A little bit of pleasure food too. Yeah, super, super. Uh, Miri says, <laughs> I really try hard to think I'm skinny, but then when I feel my body and clothes that don't start to fit, uh, I go back to feeling. I go back to joy feeling skinny. Um, I mean, yeah, well, you know, here's the thing, right? So I would suggest, and I know I do this a lot of my, my sessions, I'm going into like you being at your goal weight, but really like we don't want to like, we can't bullshit ourselves, right? So it's like if you're if you're overweight and you're gonna pretend you're skinny, like they're, if they're stepping into the feeling of what I imagine it's going to feel like, that's one thing. But it's another thing to be like, oh, I'm a skinny person. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're overweight, you're like, oh, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny. I don't know, maybe, you know, that might work, but your brain might also reject it. So again, everyone's different how they respond to that. But one thing's for sure, if you go into how will I feel when I'm thin and healthy the way I want to be, what am I going to feel? And you may know, maybe I'll feel confident, I'll feel more attractive, I'll feel healthier, okay? Now we identify those feelings and now we can start to tell ourselves, I want to feel healthier, more attractive and confident. And we can feel those things instantly, and the behaviors you do throughout the day will reinforce that. So if you start the day by saying, okay, I want to be thin and healthy because when I'm thin and healthy, I'm confident, I feel beautiful, and I feel healthy. Did I just say that? Confident, healthy, and, and beautiful. And so you say, okay, how does that feel? And you start to imagine feeling that in your body. You say, how can I feel that throughout the day? And the way, easiest way to feel that throughout the day is to make healthy decisions, you know, decisions that make you feel that way. And so, again, we're not bullshitting ourselves. We're identifying how we want to feel, starting to feel it, and then doing things throughout the day that kind of make us feel that way a bit until eventually we get the body that we want to feel that way even more. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I think that's where I go wrong. Yeah, okay, exactly. That's exactly where you go wrong. You got this, you're just winging it. And I don't blame you because, again, the diet mindset's always built around this idea of the one tactic. You know, you're just going to stop eating carbs. You're just going to stop eating for 16 hours. You're going to fast. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if you fast for fucking a week and you lose 20 pounds? Who cares? Because, yeah, what happens next? That's that's the most important part of a diet or mindset is you don't know what happens next. And most of you is the, with a diet or mindset have no idea what happens next. You just know what I'm going to do to lose weight. And this is why you're struggling. Because your goal is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. And you don't have any plan for that. You get these crazy over... Um, again, doing like a fast because you're so upset with your weight and you want to lose weight so quickly, the fastest, most crazy thing you can do is just stop eating completely, you know? And so it's this knee-jerk reaction that 
what's it going to do? If you zoom out and look at it from a distance, you've probably done this before. If you haven't, you can still zoom out and just, well, where are you going to go next? If you don't change the 80, 90% of your habitual eating, you can fast your face off. It's not going to matter because you're always going to go back to what you always do. So you're just going to struggle fasting. You're going to hate fasting. And now you're going to hate weight loss because you're going to associate weight loss with extreme goofy things that don't last and don't work. So again, what I'm talking about is weight mastery. I don't give a shit how much weight you lose this week. Who cares? You've all lost weight and then put it back on. I mean, how, how can you still be thinking losing weight is so great? You've all fucking lost weight and put it back on. It's about living at your goal weight. And you've got no plan to do that. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, you knock yourself out with the fasting. You've never done it. See how it works for you. But again, it comes down to like, I don't know what to do next. That's exactly right. And that's really like when you talk to dieters, that's the anxiety that's always just under the surface is they don't know. They don't know how to think like a thin and healthy person. They don't know how to live and eat like a thin and healthy person. And so there's an anxiety there because all of your strategy is built around stopping doing, you have an overweight mindset and a dieter mindset. That's your problem right now. And at best, you diet yourself down to your goal weight and you still get the same problem that you think like an overweight person or you can think like a dieter, but you never learn to think like a thin and healthy person. And until you do that, how are you ever going to get long-term results? You know, so again, the focus really needs to be on what are you going to do next? That's a great question. So I'm glad you realized that. Give that some thought because there's nothing worse. Fast your face off for a week. Don't eat anything for a week. Lose 10, 15, 20 pounds. And then let me know what goes on the week after that. Let me know. You'll be all excited. Oh my God, the scale's going down. This is great. And then the week later, you'll start eating again. The scale will start going up. You'll be devastated. And where are you going to be? The same spot, if not worse than now, typically. You know, so again, you got to know what's coming next because that's exactly where you're going wrong. So good job in realizing that because now you can fix it. All right. <laughs> Throw up the West said, I go back to Joy Felix. Any thoughts on late night eating? Does it matter what time I eat? Um, the, the, the late night eating, here's the thing. Technically, your weight's really just a reflection of your calories. So it doesn't matter when you eat the calories in the sense that the nighttime calories don't make you heavier than daytime calories technically. But the thing about nighttime eating is that there's a great chance that it's going to negatively affect your sleeping. So that's the big problem I have with nighttime eating. And that was my worst habit that I first worked on to eliminate. So what I would suggest is that you start to create a bigger window between when you go to bed and when you stop eating and notice how it impacts your sleep. So again, it's not the calorie piece of it. It's the fact that if you eat right up till bed, there's a good chance that it's going to negatively impact your sleeping because your body's looking to rest and recover and now it's going to digest all this food. And on top of that, when you digest all this food, it, it raises your core body temperature. And what triggers your sleep is your body lowering its core temperature. Okay, so that's the big thing that I have. The big problem I have with late night snacking and eating is that it's going to have a negative impact on your sleep. And your sleep is one of the most important things in terms of your weight. It affects it in a million different ways, um, psychologically, physically, biochemically, all, all kinds of ways. So I'd be more interested in kind of, you know, making that window bigger and then noticing how it impacts your sleep. So that, that is my thoughts on that one. Um, I am at my heaviest and I get really mad at myself even after trying to think skinny, I'm not able um, to shift. Yeah, well, of course, you can't just think skinny either, by the way. This is where law of attraction like type thinking and, and like visualization and a lot of the mindset stuff is such a crock of bullshit because, you know, I could sit here and say I've never played the piano. I can sit every all day long for 10 hours a day thinking I'm a wonderful piano player. And I can sit at the piano. I won't be able to play a lick of anything. 
You see what I mean? So there is a time and a place for thinking of yourself at the ultimate goal. No doubt about it. I think it's helpful to put yourself into the place of I'm at my goal weight, my body, this is who I want to be. But most of your efforts have to be focused on the nuts and bolts of how to think, live, and eat like a thin and healthy person. And so you can think all day, I'm a skinny person, I'm a skinny person. I'm a piano player, I'm a piano player. But if you never learn the nuts and bolts how to play the piano, your brain knows I'm fucking lying to myself. This is all bullshit. And that's why you're having a hard time with it. Um, and so what I would say to you, Mary, is, um, or is it Maria? Yeah, Maria. Um, or is it Miriam Lisa? <laughs> uh, what I would say is that, go, go to my bio, by the way, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you. It's called The New Thin Me, if you haven't listened to that yet. And uh, watch the video I made for you, though. That, that's really important because I'll give you a... You know, this is why you're not able to shift. You can't just shift. Again, I could imagine myself being a piano player all day. I can't shift into being a piano player just because I imagined it. Do you understand? You need, I need to create strategy. I need technique. I need to practice. Okay. And so that, that video I made for you, um, three steps to master your weight will break out a more kind of complete, complete, complete system uh, of what I'm talking about. And it'll start to, again, the shifting is not just some magical shift. (laughs) Right. You got to actually gain some skills. You got to work on some things and develop something. Then you'll then you'll be able to do what you're thinking about. Okay, so so go check that out, and I think that'll answer a lot of questions for you. Um, yeah. Um, how to stop telling negative things when seeing myself in the mirror? Yeah, that's a great that's a great one too, right? So so we're always so hard on ourselves, and it becomes a habit. You know, it becomes a habit that we're just so negative with ourselves. And when we see a picture of ourselves, we look for the shitty thing. We look in the mirror. We're always focusing on the negative things. And this is so extreme, it gets to the point where you can't outrun it, okay? What I mean by that is that I, um, a couple years ago, I spent a year certifying people in Program Yourself Thin to become coaches. And one of them was a competitive bodybuilder. And I remember asking her, like, what do you, right before a show, like you're at your lowest fat, everything like, like perfect. I'm like, how does that feel? She goes, I've just found more problems. There was, it was always something my mind would focus on that wasn't good enough. You know, and so what I'm trying to say is that you can never physically make yourself perfect enough where your brain won't find something wrong. So we got to focus on the mindset piece of it. So, you know, one simple thing is to look in the mirror and intentionally focus on finding something you like about yourself, you know, um, start working on it that way and start to change that habit uh, where, again, you're always going to negatively do the things you kind of hardwired that into some degree, but you can balance it out a bit. So look in the mirror and find something you like about yourself, say something positive about yourself. You know, that, that's a nice way to kind of balance it out. Um, do you do one-on-one coaching? I imagine it's one, one-on-one means. Um, I, I do one-on-one coaching, but it, it's 25 grand to work with me privately. But um, if you want to work with me, like directly with me, and I don't I was talking to my wife today. I don't know if people know this, that you can literally work with me in my group. I have a group and I keep it small so I can literally spend time with you. And it's, it's one-on-one coaching. Like I work with you like when you first start, I'll, I'll spend 20, 30 minutes just talking to you. We do it over Zoom. And um, I get a chance to know who you are, um, understand your situation. And uh, I, it's very valuable. I, again, it's the most value I offer you. I have a program too that doesn't have coaching, but you know, if, if, you, if you're able to swing it, being able to coach with me for eight weeks is the best investment you'll ever make in your, your weight and health, guaranteed. I mean, you know, this group, it's like everyone's just hitting home run after home run. People are just killing it, you know? So yeah, if you want to check that out, the easiest way, you can go to programyourselfthin.com, 
but I'll give you a little hint. If you go watch the video I make for you after you opt in, if you go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. If you watch the training, it's about 25 minutes or so, but at the end of that, I, I give you a special offer. So if, you, if you're interested in that, go check that out. Um, we meet every Tuesday and Thursday. So it's two calls a week. I mean, it's, it's tremendous value. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, all day removal says, yeah, you're right. I am right. I, I know this because this is what I do. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. And my main goal here is to kind of snap you out of the dieter mindset, you know, because again, you're, you're way smarter than this. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know you're way smarter than what you're doing, all of you. <laughs> um, but what happens is we get so like dialed in, we get such blinders on what we think we have to do that we start just taking wild swings. I was saying this yesterday, a lot of people approach their weight loss like they're buying a lottery ticket, you know? And it's just like, well, let's see if it works this time. I'm gonna, well, let me just start my fast today and see what happens. Well, nothing's gonna happen. You know, you, you can't approach your weight loss like it's, well, let's just see if it magically happens this time. You know, you need to approach your weight loss. And again, that's why I always call it weight mastery because you approach your weight loss. So like, you don't even believe you're going to do it deep down. You don't even believe anything's going to change. And of course, because if your strategy is, I'm going to see if I can fast, that's not a real strategy, you know? So it's doomed to fail. And so when we think about weight mastery, it's like, if you wanted to become a plumber or an accountant, you go and you find the training program, you sign up for it and you do it. And no matter what you get to the end of that program, you know how to do plumbing, you know how to be an accountant. And when you approach weight mastery the same way, you fucking end up on the other side knowing how to control your weight. It's that simple. And we follow like the weight mastery pyramid. So this is the thing. You don't have any, you don't have any granular understanding of how to influence your weight. You don't, you know tactics. You think about this. You have all tactics, not eating for 16 hours, not eating carbs, not eating fat, eating 1200 calories, tracking all my points, fasting. It's always like these one things you're going to try and do to fix it. You need a comprehensive approach. Right. If you're going to be an accountant, I mean, I can't just teach you how to do like, you know, I, I don't know, like one little thing about accounting. You have to learn the whole process. The plumbing, I can't just teach you how to fix, the, you know, a, a pipe. You, you got to know the whole thing. And so with weight loss, we follow the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating, and you fill out your weight mastery blueprints. There's six categories, you know, six sections in the mindset piece, eight in the lifestyle and three in the eating. And so once you master and understand those things, you master your weight. You've never done it that way. You, you've just done these these wild swings at trying to eat different and it never works and it's never going to. And uh, yeah, the only way you can do it is you got to change the deeper understanding. You got to really understand how to master your weight. It ain't rocket science. You've just never committed the time. And I don't blame you because no one's ever offering it in this way. It's always like, come on, just do your diet. Are you, are you motivated? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Count your points. And you got to try and pretend that you're motivated and try and force yourself to do it. You don't feel it. You're always fighting against yourself. It doesn't work. Um, Vivian says, it's fun to be able to tweak my diet, watch my progress and slowly sculpt my body. Yeah, Vivian, there you go. Right, folks? It's fun. This is the most fun thing you can do. You know, it, it probably it, even before making money, <laughs> really like, like honestly, getting control of this so that you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And then the, the transformation while it happens is really exciting and fun. But the bigger transformation is you mastering this, not just losing weight. You've lost weight before and you've done it in a way that you know is uns unsustainable for you. And there's an anxiety underneath all your weight loss. What we're talking about here is having a foundation of calm, relax um, energy because you know what you're doing. And if you screw up and mess up, which you will forever, you're always going to make mistakes. You have a strategy to get right back on track. You can understand why it happened and you just keep moving forward. And that's the difference I'm talking about. And I think it's funny because you don't even have a concept of that. Right? You have a concept of being a dieter and just winging it and hoping it works this time. You don't even know what it's like to actually approach this like with a rational, logical, strategic solution. You know, 
And once you do, it changes everything. So again, if you go watch that training, um, you could do it. Um, Amanda says, what do you do for the redo technique if you ate and exercise the way you plan to? Um, yeah, Amanda, this is, I'm glad you asked that. And I know, I think you just, okay, yeah, you emailed me and you said that you couldn't make the three o'clock call, I think. So I don't know if you got the email I sent yesterday to the replay, because we just read, we, I went over the redo rehearsal technique. But yeah, if you eat, I, I made this point, so I'll just real quick, for everyone that doesn't know, um, Program Yourself Thin is built around the Program Yourself Thin technique, which is the redo rehearsal technique. But here's the thing that we, we were talking about this the other day on the call, and this happened in real time, so this is why I'm doing these live calls. The redo technique at first is a correction thing, right? So if you ate or didn't exercise the way you wanted to do, um, you replay it. And if you want to install a habit, there's the installation version, and then there's the optimization version. So if you had a great day where everything went great, you don't even have to do the redo technique if you don't want to, but it's really an optimization focus. And so you look at whatever you did and you're like, if I go back in time, what, what could I have done a little bit better? You know? And so it's not being harsh on yourself. It's not judging yourself. It's really just saying like, what could I optimize? What could I make even better next time? And that, that's kind of kind of use it in that situation. Um, and, and, and optimizing can be any number of things. So you might've done everything the way you wanted to. Okay. So you're not going to change what you did. It might be, you say, well, it took me a little bit to get myself to exercise, let's just say. And so you say, you know, I'd like to just like want to do it. I want to be like, like it's two o'clock. I want to exercise. I want to do it. And then we redo that. Okay. So the optimization was the big word of the other, the other day that we came up with. And I think that kind of answers what you're talking about, but go watch that training. It's in the bonus section under live classes. And if you, if you have issues getting access to it, let me know. But those replays will be up every uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Um, all they remove the storage. Could you make a video of what you eat? It's hard for me to have, it's hard for me to have an underactive thyroid. Um, you know, I don't really like going into what I eat because again, this is that diet or mindset. Like who gives a shit what I eat? Like you're not going to eat what I eat. You, you know, I'm me. I like what I like. I've been at this for 30 years. I have my own lifestyle, you know? So it's really about figuring out what can you eat? You got a different situation than I do. So again, the dieter just wants to be told what to do. And the weight master wants to figure out what works for them. So what works for me probably isn't going to work for you. So if I just show you what I eat, you're going to be like, oh my God, I could never eat that. Oh, I could never do that. You know, or you'll try and say, this isn't for me. And they say, I can't do this. You know, so right off the bat, who gives a shit what I do? You ain't me, you know? And so I want you to figure out what you want to eat and what works for you. There's one thing to know, like the, I, this is the diet industry in a nutshell, because the diet industry is always telling you what to do. So it's like, they're always giving you like this pitch perfect plan to lose weight quickly, but is it practical? Is it doable long-term? Well, that's another question. And people never ask that question because they I just want to lose the weight. I'll do whatever I have to. No, you won't. You'll do things that are easy and enjoyable. That's what you'll do. And so you need to figure out for you, what's a way to eat healthier so you start to drop the weight that works for you, that works for your preferences of what you like to eat, that works for your lifestyle, okay? Because I can say, oh, just don't eat any carbs. Oh, just fast all day right? Well, maybe, but what if you work a, you know, what if you work a job that's physical? Okay. You know, well, you're going to fast all day. Let me know how that goes. You know, so everyone's got their own, you know, kind of situation to deal with. So figure out what works for you, right? That'll be the better thing. Um, Jody says the anniversary dinner tomorrow, no guilt, no anxiety around food. Who would have thought <laughs> mindset? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm talking about. In the, in the weirdest part of this whole thing is the program yourself. Then the main goal is to, we're really building around getting more pleasure for food. I had this realization yesterday. Let me write this down real quick. Um, I'm, I don't know if this will mean as much to you as it did to me. Where the hell are my notes? Oh, they're there. Sorry, I'm trying to think of ideas for these. 
stupid TikToks. <laughs> what was I just saying? Oh yeah, most pleasure. Because I got one for you guys. I think you might like this. Okay, so yeah, so programming yourself then so much of the core of it is really aiming at how can you get the most pleasure out of food, right? So sounds strange, right? Kind of almost counterintuitive. Like how can I get the most pleasure out of food so that I can lose and master my weight? Huh? Because when I tell you, like in programming yourself then we, we follow an eating strategy of five clean days, five, day, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And people say, well, oh my God, pleasure eating, I'll go way off track, I'll go crazy. Yeah, because you don't know how to eat for pleasure. What do you think of that? You think you not eat for pleasure, but what you think is eating for pleasure is really just overeating and it's not really pleasurable because we got to take the full picture into account. And so a lot of times when you think you're eating for pleasure, it's not as pleasurable as you think because the second you finish eating that food, you feel like shit physically, mentally, and emotionally. You feel bad that you did it. You're frustrated. You're annoyed. You feel depressed. All, the, all these negative things come in. So when we look at pleasure of food, first off, I would suggest that the most pleasure you could possibly get out of food is when you eat it at your goal weight. You know, when you think about how pleasurable ice cream or cookies or whatever your food is that you think is so pleasurable, zoom out a little bit and imagine, is it really pleasurable to you? Is it pleasurable to eat cookies and ice cream when you're 100 pounds overweight, 50 pounds, 70 pounds overweight, and you're not happy with your, your weight, your body, your health, your happiness because of that? Is that really pleasurable? How much pleasure are you getting out of food when you're eating it 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight and all you think about is losing weight and now you're eating ice cream? How pleasurable is it even in that moment while you're eating it? I think it's not as pleasurable as you think it is. And so ironically, with Program Yourself Thin, it's a weight loss program built around getting more pleasure out of food. People say, all right, Jim, I can never eat like you. I like my cookies too much. Yeah, I like cookies too. And I, I bet I enjoy cookies more than you because when I eat cookies, there's not a shred of guilt. I'm at my goal weight. I'm in control of my eating. I know I'm gonna eat the cookies and I'm not gonna eat the cookies. Not worried about it. So you tell me, let's compare it. Do you think just eating cookie, blah, 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 I, hate, I hate my weight. Oh my God, I hate my body. I feel like shit. I got to lose weight. Blah, 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 blah. You think that part's good? You think that's really enjoyable and pleasurable? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's that little moment where you're getting the chemicals in your body and this whole thing's happening. But I think it's about this much pleasure. It's, it's three, four, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of pleasure. And the rest of it's not so pleasurable. We can't just, because if that's the case, if that's how you're going to measure things, why don't you just start doing some crack cocaine? Cut the shit with the food. I hear crack and heroin are really pleasurable when you're doing them, right? Oh yeah, what, what, what about the other effects? Well, who cares? It's just when we do it, right? That's how we're looking at food. But if you zoom out a little bit, look at the full effect, the full consequence, the full amount of pleasure and or pain that these foods are causing you, is it really pleasurable? I'll leave you to think about that. But here's Jody. Again, she's talking about what I'm saying here is that she's going to go on an anniversary dinner tomorrow night. She'll, eat, she'll have dessert. She'll have whatever she ends up eating. And she'll be 100% present, mindful, enjoying the food because she knows she's got her weight under control and she gets right back on track the next day. No worries, no fear about it. That's what I'm talking about with weight mastery. It's a, it's a state of higher pleasure. See, with dieting, you suppose every time you think about dieting, you're associating it with pain. You're thinking there's less pleasure. Now I can't eat any of the foods I like to eat. This sucks, right? Program yourself then we're aiming at more pleasure. It's a big difference. Big, big difference. Um, Man says, thanks. I didn't get the replay email. You didn't. Hmm. I'm going to write myself a little note there. I don't know why that is. You know, I do know why that is. (laughs) 
it's like sometimes sending emails out to the right people is harder than you would think. But I let's get that set up, Amanda, because it's in there anyways. You can look at it. Like if you went in there right now to the membership site, go to the bonus. It should be right under there um, because I want you to be able to get those because especially if you can't make the lives. But by the way, too, Amanda, like it also like if you can't make the lives and you have any questions, you can just send them to me earlier and I'll answer them on that call as well. Um, Vivian says, do what works for you is one of the best outlooks that I've learned from you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think it's so important, you know, because you're a one of a kind person. And I think with the diet industry is always like these one size fits all plans. You know, I, I think like the keto thing, keto is the fucking dumbest of them all anyways. But it's like, how are you going to say like, oh, everyone, everyone should just stop eating carbs. Oh, 8 billion people. That, that's how they got to lose weight and stop eating carbs completely. It, it's like the diet industry has got us. They pickled our brains so we can't even think straight when it comes to weight loss. And you got to fight against that, you know? And, and again, one of the core things is that you can't just take a plan, some core plan of like, oh, just, again, they're all tactical. Oh, I'm just going to stop eating carbs. I'm just going to eating fat. You've got to customize for you what works for you. And if you start building your plan around you and you honor yourself and figure out what works for you in the right, in your environment, in your life, all the rest of it, uh, you end up in such a different place. I, I, I can't stress this enough. If you just like force yourself, and that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Every one of your diets feels like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to eat a way that doesn't really resonate with you and it doesn't last. So what I'm talking about is you figure out ways that work for you and you end up creating custom-made strategies built for you. And so as you can imagine, once you do that, it's way easier to keep going with them because they're built for you. You know, so I'm glad you said that, Vivian. I would agree. Oh, man, that you found it. Oh, good. Okay, so yeah, everybody in your spam folder. Gail said it's so hard because I'm always feeling guilty. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The guilt is, and I always said, that's what the, pro, the core of program yourself then is the redo rehearsal technique. And it's really the redo technique because dieters, here's the thing. As a dieter, you think you're going to start day one and be perfect until you get to your goal weight. That's what you think in the back of your mind. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, because it never happens that way, but whatever. You just want to believe the fairy tale and that's what you think. But that's not what's going to happen. You can start on day one and you're going to make mistakes. Promise you, you're going to make mistakes, right? <laughs> Have you not been making mistakes every time you start a diet? Do you not make a mistake eventually, right? And as soon as you make the mistake, you either go into denial about it. I'll never do that again. I'm not going to do that again. Or you feel guilty and you start beating yourself up. And both of those responses just encourage the same behavior moving forward. So the redo technique is the very first thing I teach you because you need to have a strategy to deal with your mistakes. And then the redo technique is the best way I've seen to be able to make a mistake and then quickly learn from it, let it go and get back on track. Because right now you'll find you do not have that. You're very streaky. You get a couple days doing perfect, maybe a couple weeks, and then you completely, you make a mistake and you're completely off track now. Because you feel so guilty, you're so upset with yourself. Oh my God, Gail, you stupid, you jerk, Gail, you did it again. See, you're lazy, you're never going to lose the weight. I told you you would do that. You're always screwing up. You have no willpower. You know what I mean? Whatever you say to yourself, it's really negative. And what happens is it blows you way off track. And now you're off track for weeks, months, maybe years. That can't happen. You know, you need to be able to get back on track quickly. And again, the mistakes are not a big deal when you know how to utilize them. You know, learn from them, use them to get back on track quickly. But yeah, that, that makes it hard if you feel really guilty. I can't stop thinking about eating. Even when I'm not hungry, do you know anything about this? Do I know about this? 
this has been my focus for 30 years, right? So this is the big thing. What we're, what we are describing now is right. The food noise, right? As if food noise was just discovered, right? By, by the uh, drug companies here that are trying to sell, you know, the semaglutides. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, program yourself thin, which is the name of my program is all about you programming your own mind. And the primary way that you program yourself is through your internal dialogue. You talk to yourself all day long. Do you know that, right? You're constantly talking to yourself in your head. And a lot of what you're saying and thinking in your head is being dictated by the environment you're in. And you and your life have been exposed to tens of millions of food ads in your life. And so, yeah, you're constantly thinking about food. And then when you're trying to not think about food, you're thinking about dieting, which is actually getting you focused on food because your subconscious mind, which is the primary part of your mind, does not understand negatives. Let me show you what I mean. If I tell you, Amber, do not think about, and I want you to not think about what I'm going to say, okay? Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a yellow banana. Okay, don't think about a yellow banana, right? Well, I told you not to think about them, and here you are thinking about a yellow banana. And so every time you try and think about weight loss, it's always about, don't think about the chips. Don't think about the ice cream. Don't think about the, don't think about that ice cream. Don't think about the potato chips. I got to stop eating. Okay. I want to lose weight. So I got to stop eating the chips. So it's like, again, the diet industry is conditioned you to fail. Okay. Cause the, the diet industry is the food industry, folks. All the big diets that you're learning how to control your weight from are all owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. <clears throat> Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, Carvel, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. So all the people that you're learning how to lose weight from don't want you to lose weight because they don't want you to stop eating their bullshit. They just get you coming and going. They fill your head with rocks when you diet, and then they obsess your brain with food when they're advertising to you about food. So yeah, you got to learn how to manage your mind. And unfortunately, the intuitive ways you think of managing your mind are completely wrong. And you have to have a better strategy. That's what I teach. So again, what I'd suggest, Amber, is go to my bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis session, because you'll get a little bit of peace from that, just from listening to that session, and then watch the video I made for you. That'll go into deeper thought about it. But that's 100% what I do, is what you're saying. Yeah, I know a lot about that. Um, And it says, I found on the website under bonuses, please still have my email to the list. Yeah, I will, because I want to make sure you get those emails. And I don't know why that happened. Um, No. All right, we got quarter one. Now, so I don't know if anyone else has any questions. We are on a Friday. I love Fridays. I love this Friday. About to go to a hot tub in a little while. Can't wait. It's in summer out. It feels like it's springtime almost here. Right, March is right around the corner. That's always good in New England. <laughs> but I don't know how everyone's just feeling. I know, and I always appreciate all you because you think about weight loss on a on a Friday, right? Most people want to do that. I always joke my program, program yourself then. I always joke that it's probably the only weight loss program you'd ever start on a Friday, you know, because most weight loss programs are miserable, you know, so you have to start them on a Monday, but my program's not, you know, because it starts with, you know, as soon as you sign up for my program, you know, tomorrow morning you get an email, you get a message on your phone, you click it, and it's a five minute hypnosis session. So it's built to be, you know, sustainable, comfortable, practical, and easy, uh, which is a different focus than most diets, which are usually right out the gate, extremely hard, which is a huge thing to pay attention to folks, right? Because one of the reasons why I know you're always in your head wondering, oh, why am I not losing the weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? You know, I'll tell you why. Because it's too overwhelming for you. It's not rocket science and it's not you. You're not a broken person who has a broken willpower muscle. Um, there's nothing wrong with you willpower wise or you're not addicted to food. It's that you have no strategies to deal with your mindset. You have no idea how to shift your mindset 
and how to think like a thin, healthy person. And once you do know how to do that, as you can imagine, it makes it easier to act like a thin, healthy person. But you're just, you, you've never sat down and focused on the strategic aspects, the strategies of being a thin and healthy person. Um, Amber says, best form of exercise for weight loss. Um, the best form of exercise for weight loss. You know, you're asking the wrong person because most of the time when my clients get in the program, I tell them, don't worry about exercising. Because you... Uh, it, it depends. Everyone's different, you know, but if you haven't exercised in 10 years and you want to lose weight, <clears throat> please don't start exercising unless the exercise is like being, I make a difference between exercising and activity. I think starting to go for a walk, starting to be more active is always a good thing that's going to support your weight loss. Um, starting to exercise in the way Americans think about exercising, I think is going to hurt you usually more than it helps you because what's your idea of exercising? What, what if I sat here and said the best form of exercising for weight loss uh, the best form of exercising for weight loss is to work out two and a half hours a day, uh, lifting weights for the first hour, doing cardio for the second hour, and doing flexibility training for the last half hour. There you go. Right? Who gives a shit? You ain't going to do two and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, Mary Lou says, I'm on a treadmill listening to you. So I think that's smart. And I think that that is exercise, but that skews more towards activity where you want to find strategic things where you start moving some more. But again, even that... Listen, when it comes to your weight, the most important factor in weight management is what you're putting into your mouth. So yes, exercising is always a good thing, but what most people do is they overwhelm themselves with the exercising because you only have so much willpower. You only have so much willpower each day. And if you use most of that willpower, half that willpower to get yourself to exercise, now you've got way less willpower to control what you're eating. And on top of that, there's a thing called the licensing effect, which is a cognitive bias we all have, where when we do something good, moral, or virtuous, we tend to follow it up with doing something not so good, moral, and virtuous. So a classic licensing effect example is we go to the gym and we work out and we think we burn 500 calories and then we're at the store and we see a muffin and we, that's 200 calories. We think, oh, okay, I'm still 300 calories down. When in reality, the muffin was 500 calories and you only burned 200 calories. So you got to watch out for that. And between those two things of you, you know, burning through all your willpower to get yourself to exercise, uh, there's also after you exercise, usually if you haven't been exercising, you're going to be more tired, you're going to be hungrier, and you're going to be sore. And those things all lead typically to more eating. So again, for me, the first stage is not exercising. It's getting control over your eating behaviors. You know, so again, I told you the best exercising <laughs> and I was joking about that. That's not my specialty. But um, I was joking in the sense that I gave you some unrealistic exercise strategy, which I think that's what I give it. I exaggerate it to prove the point. Who gives a shit with the best exercises? Because you're probably not going to get yourself to do it anyways. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound negative to you, Amber, but I'm just trying to point out the diet industry. It, you can boil it down to a nutshell to this, that the entire weight loss industry, your entire career trying to lose weight has been people telling you what to do. And no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. And so there's constantly the perfect plan of how to eat to lose weight, the perfect plan of how to exercise to lose weight. And great, but how can you get yourself to do it? So I gave you the best plan. Go work out for two and a half hours every day. There's the best exercise, right? And it's like, who gives a shit? Maybe it is. It's the best plan in, in fantasy land because you're never going to work. You're never going to do it. So I'm much more interested in real practical solutions for people. You know, than the, 
the best eating plan, the best exercise, you know, the best exercise, and this is like the cliche, but the best exercise for weight loss is the one that you do consistently. So there's that. Um, I'm on a treadmill listening to you. Yep, that was great. There's Astrid. Can I approach the people from PYT to do activities on Zoom together? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, for five minutes or so. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You do that if you want, Astrid. But don't be offended if some people don't want to do that either, though, okay? Don't don't get, don't get let that be a trigger for you because people do what they're going to do. <laughs> so I always remember when it comes... I get this question all the time, like, how do I convince my... How do I convince this person in my life to, to take their health more seriously? Uh, you don't. You don't. Because it's hard enough for you to get yourself to take it seriously. You're not going to convince anyone else to do anything. But um, again, take a swing at it. Do what you want. But don't be offended. Do not be triggered or offended if people are like, nah, I don't think so. Don't let that get you down. All right. Um, drink more water rather than reach for food. That's a great strategy. I lost 60 pounds with exercise. Just changed my eating mindset. That's with no exercise. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I lost I lost 50 pounds without any exercise and I maintained it for 30 years. I've done no consistent exercising in 30 years and I stayed the exact same weight. I won blip 12 years ago. Um, again, for me personally, A, I don't like exercising. I like activities. I like playing basketball. I like walking my dog. I like doing things that have a, a purpose, like a reason to do them. I don't like exercising. Now, I will say resistance training is starting to like kind of ferment in my mind as a new idea because as I get older, I think it, it becomes important for other reasons. But in terms of controlling my weight, I have mastered what I put into my mouth consistently. And uh, that's how I've mastered my weight. And I've done that also because I know as I get older, I don't think I'm going to be able to rely on intense exercise. You know, we get hurt, we get older, whatever. So me personally, like I decided this when I was 19 years old, I decided this, that I'm going to build my weight master around mastering my eating because that's going to be a lifelong uh, ability. You know, that's something I'll be able to rely on forever. And here I am. I love the way that I eat. I've got my eating so dialed in and I love it. I got clean days. I got pleasure days. I love it. I don't feel any deprivation. None of it. I haven't dieted. I haven't worked out consistently in 30 years. I've mastered my weight. So I think that's a better long-term strategy for the majority of people. Now, if you love exercising, you wouldn't be asking that question. If you exercise right now and you want to lose weight, um, keep on exercising. Okay. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about the average person who hasn't exercised in a while. I want to be crystal clear about that. But that's great, Vivian. Yeah. Again, you can do it with mindset. It's just easier. You know, no doubt about it. Are olives healthy for weight loss? Um, sure. I think anything that's natural, any natural whole foods are going to be healthier in general for weight loss. Now, again, I'm not talking about, you, you can't go crazy with any, just anything. But uh, if you eat moderately, healthy natural foods are pretty much always going to be healthy. I know that they do that with avocados, right? You're worried, people worried about the fat in avocados. You know, cut the shit. Because they're like, well, let me see what else you're eating during the day. Uh, I bet the avocados aren't the problem, you know? So again, if you eat 10 avocados a day, now we got a problem. You know what I mean? So again, there's always taking things to extremes. But yeah, olives are great. Um, I'm trying to think of like any bad version of an olive. Potatoes get like a bad rap, you know, but potatoes are healthy too, but maybe not so much if you fry them, put cheese on them, put gravy on them, you know what I mean? Then they're not so, so healthy. Uh, but, you know, a potato itself is a healthy, you know, again, anything that's natural is going to be relatively healthy. That's just a general rule of thumb you can follow. So yeah, I like olives anyways. You know, I'm Greek. I'm a big fan of them. What time do you typically start your live streams? Um, usually noonish, uh, Monday through Fridays. I do one of these every day. By the way, if you don't know, this is... This is the podcast. I, I record this. I live stream this on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And uh, then I take the, the audios I put on the podcast, the replays, if you like to watch videos, are on YouTube under the live tab. 
and I do these every day, Monday through Friday. So again, this is a mission for me. My mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And uh, that's why I do these for free, you know, just kind of my gift to the world here. Uh, so yeah, check them out because they'll help you for guaranteed, you know. Um, Vivian says, I'm 72 and never thought I'd be in such control of my weight. Yeah, I get that all the time, you know. It's never too late, folks. And I know you feel apathetic. You know, by the time you start getting to your 40s, you start feeling apathetic because you feel like you've tried everything. I was just reading a stat today that the average um, average American will try 162 diets in their lifetime. Imagine that. And so, uh, you know, it just kind of goes to show that it's never too late. You need a different strategy, though. You You can't... You can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results, which is what dieters are kind of classic, classic dieter move, you know? So if you've been struggling, you know, you got to do something different. And I think the most different thing you can do is to approach your weight. A, stop focusing on weight loss and start focusing on weight mastery. And B, realize that in order to do that, you're going to have to focus on your mindset. Your, your mindset is the foundation of all your success or, or failure. That's why the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating in that order. And so when you have the mindset piece, you, you know, you feel like you have a foundation where, you know, when you're dieting, you don't feel like you have a foundation. You feel like you're just, it, it's moment to moment. You know, you feel like you're on a tightrope. Like it's just, oh, I made another day. Oh, okay. I'll make it tomorrow. Oh, you know what I mean? You get this. Hey, Mandy, thanks for the heart. Um, there's Mandy again, right? My life changing gym. Yeah, Mandy's over here, right? She dropped whatever, like 42 pounds, you know? And she's done it in a way that's, Totally different than what she's done before. I, again, I, I try to say this, like, like people in my program are all intelligent, smart people. If you're watching me now, I know you're an intelligent, smart, overthinking person because I'm talking super fast. I'm talking about kind of high level concepts. So, you know, people that aren't that way just bounce, you know, but so if you're still sitting here watching, I know you're an overthinker. I know you're smart and I know you're obsessed with the thought, how can I be so smart and still not be able to change my weight? And I know you're obsessed with that question. And ironically, it's part of that obsession that's keeping you stuck too. But again, you're a smart person. You've just never been taught how to use your smart brain to get the results you want. And that's kind of what I do. And so it's so wonderful. Yeah, Mandy, I know I'm going to reach out to you next week. This week, all of a sudden, I'll tell you, I've got two kids in, in school and like this week was a holiday and it just totally snuck up on me. <laughs> Christ, did you just go back to school like last week? Turns out it was six weeks ago, but it felt quick. So uh that kind of got me, but yeah, Mandy, I can't wait, can't wait to hear um, what, I can't wait to hear your story and get to share it. I'm doing that with a bunch of people. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to a bunch of program yourself, then people, and even if you're not in the program, I know I get a lot of people that are on the podcast, um, just, just listen to the podcast that are killing it. So if you even are a podcast listener, uh, if, if this has helped you shoot me an email, cause I would love to interview you. I, I think it's really helpful for other people to see how, you know, people's specific stories of how this has changed. Cause it's not the typical, I will tell you what's different about my program from other people's. And even just like on the sales page, it's like most people have the before and after picture. I have before, I have like, I have interviews with people. So it's not just people doing crazy shit and looking different. It's you get to hear how they've transformed. And I think that's a very, very important piece of the puzzle because it's one thing to look a certain way, but it's another thing to hear someone how much more congruent and solid they are with their mindset with how they're approaching this. It's very interesting, you know, and Mandy's one of them. I mean, Mandy's awesome. Anyway, she's so funny, but, uh, yeah. Gail says, you've opened my mind to think differently. Very helpful. Yeah. And that's what I do. Cause that's where you want to be. You can't lose weight just trying to force yourself to do the other thing. Cause you don't even believe in the diets now. You know, I know you always wonder, like you think about weight loss 
24 hours a day, but you're not losing any weight and you can't get yourself to start a plan. And I know you're obsessed with why don't I just start? Why can't I lose the weight? And I'm sitting here telling you the reason why you're not losing the weight is because you associate weight loss with diets and you associate diets with pain. And so you don't want to start your keto plan tomorrow. You don't want to start intermittent fasting tomorrow. You don't want to start counting your points tomorrow. This is why you're not doing it. And so this is why I tell you, there's not a plan I can just tell you to do. There's a system I can take you through to help you come up with your own unique strategy that's going to allow you to master your weight in a way that you want to do. Do you understand? I sit here in front of you as someone who I love the way I eat. I don't dread it at all. Like I love it. I love when I eat healthy. I love when I eat for pleasure. I love the whole interaction of it all. I feel very calm and at peace and happy with how I eat. And I'm at my goal weight because of it. This is what I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to expand your mind that again, you think the answer is you need to fight against yourself more. That's the classic dieter phrases. I know what I got to do. I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Get myself to do it. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. You know, and the crazy part, again, this is the, the curse of being a human, I guess, is that we do the same thing over and over, even when it doesn't work. I always joke about that. That like, what is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expect a different result. Dieters be the fucking craziest people on the planet then. Good Lord. How many times are you going to try keto? <laughs> you know, I know that I know you all tried keto. Put some numbers in. How many, try, how many times y'all tried keto? Be honest. How many times you tried doing the keto plan if you had to estimate it? I'd love to see some real numbers. How many times you tried doing Weight Watchers? Right? It's just crazy. <laughs> four, right? And four is a low number. Usually I get numbers in double digits and stuff, you know? But how many times are you going to try keto? Yeah, okay, Weight Watchers too. Yeah, two. Okay. I tried Weight Watchers 15 times. Yeah, there we go. Those are the numbers I usually see more of. Two's an interesting number. That's very interesting to me. So it makes me think that you're probably 20 years old or if you're in your 40s, two times. That's that's strange. I wonder what else you've tried, you know? Yeah, Paula, Weight Watchers at least 50 times. There we go. Slimming World 21 times. Two days on keto. We may be a week. Yeah, yep, yep. Never tried keto. Yeah, you ever tried like Paleo or Atkins, the predecessors to it? You know, it's the same thing. There's only, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the diets are all marketing. You know, they're just trying to make something seem simple. Yeah, I'm 52 and tried everything at least twice. Yeah, right? And everything, everything's the same thing. You know, again, if I can help you cut through the dieting bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah, Atkins lasted two days. I've tried every diet there is since I was a teenager and this mindset is the best. Yeah, right? So it's like, it's always a mindset thing because the diets, right? If you think about it, whether the diet tells you to not eat carbs, don't eat fat, just eat vegetables, don't eat vegetables, just eat meat. It doesn't matter. It's always someone telling you what to do and you never change your mindset. You know, you just, same mindset, I'm just going to follow a different rule, you know, and it doesn't work. So the mindset piece, because, you know, here's the funny thing too, like there's always some people that succeed at anything, right? There's always outliers that thrive with keto, thrive with Weight Watchers, thrive with whatever diet it is. There's always outliers. So it's never the diet. It's always the the mindset and the fit. Does the diet fit who I am as a person? 
you know? And so instead of looking for that magical diet that come around the corner that fits you perfectly, I would suggest instead you just start making that magical diet based on who you are starting today. That's what Program Yourself Thin is all about, you know? So Manny says, PYT is truly a godsend. Even my doctor was like, what happened? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I met Jim, he's awesome. I hear that all the time. Again, here's another thing. I love doctors, I love medicine, okay? But doctors don't know about weight loss, okay? I want you to know that. They're not nutritionists. They don't, most doctors, unless they have a personal interest in it, they have a very, very minimal amount of nutrition training. Let it be known. And I know we just presume and assume that they do have that knowledge, but they do not, unless they usually have some personal interest in it. And um, I hear this all the time that people you know, go to the doctor, oh my God, what'd you do? I heard this from my own doctor. When I said I had a blip 12 years ago, I put 25 pounds on, went to the doctors, I took it off. And I remember going back and go, oh my God, how'd you do it? Just shocked, didn't have any clue. Doctors, at, you know, and you know this, you've gone to the doctors and what do they tell you? Hey, you should lose some weight. Thanks doc. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Is that your expert opinion? Is there anything else? Can you help me out a little bit more? But this gets to the heart of it that no one, no one has the ability to help you truly lose weight. They just tell you what to do, what worked for them. That's what makes me an outlier in the weight loss world is that I help regular people um, do the things that make you lose weight and stay at that weight. And uh, again, to simplify, everyone's telling you what to do. No one shows you how to get yourself to do it. And that's my specialty is helping people, helping get people to do the things that they know they should it's never a question. You know what you should and shouldn't eat enough to lose weight. The problem is you can't get yourself to eat that way consistently. And so no diet's ever going to answer that for you. That's what I'm trying to say. And you think a diet's the answer and it's not. And so you're stuck in this weird ass loop where the diet's not working, but you're blaming yourself. You know, you're, you're blaming yourself for not following the diet, but you've never learned how to change your mindset. The diets are our problem in general anyways. They're usually way too strict. And uh, you're never going to succeed. I'm not going to say never, but it's really unlikely that you're going to su succeed long-term with a strict diet. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, you need to have some flexibility with your thinking, with your behaviors, with how you approach all this. And then that gets to the point of, again, focusing on the difference between weight loss and weight mastery. When you start thinking, because how long you want to keep the weight off for? Forever, right? And so you want to keep the weight off forever, but you're never focused on that. You're only just focusing on losing the weight. But your real goal is actually to live at your goal weight. But you're focusing on just losing the weight. And when, it's just like money. It's like if all you do is think about getting money, you very quickly get to like, I got to have to rob a bank. I got to do something illegal to get money quick. Um, when we start looking at the bigger picture, how can I like earn a lot of money, create value and, and you know save a lot of money? We get a different goal. So anyways... But yeah, you see, I mean, again, you, you can't keep people that try like Weight Watchers 50 times. You've done keto 30 times. Again, the big question is what's different between the 30th and the 31st time? What's going to be different? And this is what I'm saying. This is the, the diet trend you got to wake up from. That They're selling you a fairy tale that's not true. Again, I always call it the carnival game. They make the diet sound really easy, uh, but they're never as easy as they make them seem. And then the, the worst part, though, is again, you blame yourself. You, know, you never blame the diet. You always blame yourself. And that's where you're making a mistake. You should blame the diets and realize the diets don't work. It's not you. You've never been shown. Have you ever thought in terms of weight mastery? I know the answer is no. 
And once you do focus on weight mastery and you approach it as like college, like I'm just gonna learn this, I'm gonna master all these different components of it. Um, it's, it's easy shit to, to figure out and to learn. Um, and everything changes. You know, it's, it's the not knowing folks. Don't you think that? I mean, like, you know, you know, like when you're doing well with your reading, you're more likely to keep doing well with your reading. But the second you mess up now, it's like, how's your motivation? How's your reading? Right? It's terrible. <laughs> so anyways, all right, I got to get out of here. Got a lot of work to do today. So thank you guys. You guys are awesome as usual. Uh, have a super duper day. Remember, if you have not yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the video I made for you. Again, it's only 25 minutes or so. It'll change the way you think about your weight. Uh, read the emails I send you every day. Listen to the podcast, program yourself then. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. And uh, I hope you have all have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk soon. Bye everyone.